Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tim Roy joins us right now on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Instead, we have to start with the breaking news, which is that Kyrie Irving, for the 48th time in his career, has requested a trade. Did this... <laughs> did, did this did this gra- grab you off guard here? Kyrie says, trade me by the deadline or I'm leaving as a free agent after the year just when it seemed like things were, were going better for Brooklyn. Well, first of all, you know, I didn't get back to my house till about 2, 2.30, so actually 2.33. So I'm just getting going in the last hour or so. I have not been online yet. So, um, no, but nothing surprises me about Kyrie Irving. Nothing. I mean, I don't know why, you know, the... The trade request is a surprise. Every six months, something happens, and so um, no, it's not a surprise. And uh, it's it's to me, if I'm a general manager, I'm like you know staying away from that. I'm <laughs> not even taking that phone call because you know this is going to happen to you in about another six months after you trade for him. So you know, to me, uh, that's just um, <laughs> it's par for the course. Unfortunately, and if you know the you know everybody in in all this talk we see on all the national networks about the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, and, you know, let's all remember, they still have not won a playoff series with that group. They have not won a playoff series. They haven't done anything. And so, uh, to me, uh, until they, you know, went deep into the playoffs, you could take that team as a as a reality. But right now, it's it's just, uh, again, uh, more chaos and whatever, whatever they're paying Sean Marks, he should be getting paid more. No doubt. Pay the man double, and it's just so tantalizing because Kyrie's averaging 27 a game in his four seasons in Brooklyn, yet he, like you said, Tim, he's never won a playoff series with that currently constituted Nets team. And you look at the other side, our side, a Warrior team that wins playoff series on the regular, yet you're stuck at 26 and 26. Tim, as you look at this team defensively, where do you pinpoint their biggest issue? You know, I, I just, um, I, it's been really hard to figure, and I just think that, you know, that they're just not getting it done. They're not executing. They're not paying attention to little details, and and uh, a lot of that, a lot of their defense is really what they're doing on offense. When you turn the ball over and you throw a live ball turnover pass, that hurts your defense because now the other team might have numbers. They get a fast break. They get or they get an early offense shot that gives them a great look, and that goes on your defensive ledger when it really was your offense that screwed it up. And so. Uh, 
uh, to me, they're just not tied together. They're not, you know, they haven't, as what's the cliche, bought in uh, to what they need to do defensively. And until they do that, this is going to be what it is right now, a 500 team. It's been a 500 team all year. And they've never gone on the run we keep waiting for. We see signs, right? They, you know, you see them play Memphis, and they play Boston, and they play these really good teams, and they, they play right up to the level of the competition. They get big wins, but then, then you have the meltdown that was Minnesota against a team that was missing their two front-line players. You know, that just, that just shouldn't happen with a team that has the firepower that the Warriors have, but it's happened time and time again. And, you know, now we're down to, what, 30 games left? So they've got to fix this, and it's got to happen pretty soon here. You know, when you know the All-Star break's up coming, and it's go time after that. So uh, this has to be, you know, fixed somehow, some way. All right, so there's the quote. This has to be fixed. And this is kind of what we've been playing with today, Tim, because I've been asking Dibs, and we've been asking our callers, is this a matter of won't play defense or can't play defense? Is this fixable? That's good. Again, another great question. Um, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I think it can be fixed because I've seen them play great defense, and we watched them play great defense in the past. Now, they don't have a couple of guys that really helped their defense last year in Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton II because those guys, you know, Otto Porter Jr. was a guy that was not afraid to get his nose dirty. He got defensive rebounds when in tough situations. Gary Payton II, we know how good defensively he was. The Dante DiVincenzo is a nice addition. He's fitting in perfectly, I think, right now. He can help you on the defensive end. But it it really, it's not just one position. It's not just the bench. It's not just, you know, one player. It's been team-wide. So to me, that that's more of a, a mental thing, you know. And, you know, what? you look at the Warriors, and I'm not making excuses, but the cold, hard fact is that six of the last ten years, roughly, they have gone, you know, an extra two months into you know with a season, and you wonder if that that's a cumulative thing that maybe is wearing on them a little bit mentally, and they have to find a way to rejuvenate themselves, create that sense of urgency that they really need to be a good defensive team. And that urgency could come from the younger players, but it doesn't seem like Moses Moody is able to crack the rotation. James Wiseman, 17 minutes last night. But Jonathan Kaminga, how impressed are you, Tim, by the strides he's made over the past month or two? You know, it's really interesting. Last night, um, let me take one offensive thing, and then I'll I'll tell you one defensive thing. Um, Last night on offense, he had a fast break, one-on-one. Now, last year at this time, he probably would have went full speed, tried to dunk it over the guy. would have been an offensive foul or a turnover. And, no, he slowed down, and he kind of, you know, read the defender, crossed over, did a little Euro step, and finger-rolled the ball up and in. And then on defense, he came, and and, one of his teammates got beat in the weak side. He waited and then came down. It was a chase-down block. He just got a piece of it and got the, you know, got the, uh, the saving block, kept points from going away and to me it looks like that he at some point this year exhaled mentally and said okay I just got to slow down a little bit here, and it will be fine. I can do this. And so now he's playing 
really under control. And when you combine that with his athleticism, it's very impressive. And now you get to see, you know, what he could become. You know, he could become that kind of an impact player in the future. And and I think Steve Kerr has, has done a great job of challenging him by putting him on other teams, you know, a great offensive players using that length and athleticism, and now he seems to start to figure that out a little bit, and and he could be that impact player in the future. Tim Roy, a Warriors voice, with us right here on Weather and Dibs ninety five seven The Game. Tim, I, I always like to 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 look at teams, try to read body language, read decisions that they make, and try to take something from that. The fact that the Warriors, and I know Draymond sat, but we, we were sort of expecting a load management game last night and didn't get it, which tells tells me the Warriors are starting to up the urgency, maybe stressed a little bit about the standings. Is is that fair? To what level are they are they worried about the standings right now? I, I think I think there's a little bit of concern. Obviously, it should be concern. And I think if you're, if Draymond and you know the other veteran players are saying, "Hey, no, we need to play in these back to backs," then they know how important these games are. And so, uh, so you know, I, I I don't have a problem with that as long as they pass the medical specs. You know, you don't have a problem with that because it's it's there saying, "Hey, we know it's go time. We know it's time to get this going. We haven't seen it uh, yet." You know, and again, uh, little things happen in, in the season that that you know you basically you know form your opinion of the team you're covering. And so, uh, you know, if they if they hang if they just go and throttle Minnesota at the beginning of the fourth quarter, make that an easy game, and then everybody's rested and coming back uh, last night, maybe a little more rest. There's no overtime. They get in an earlier hour to Denver, and maybe they play Denver tougher a little bit in in the second half, and maybe that's a game. And, and now you're feeling a lot better about the team than maybe you are now because of what happened in the fourth quarter in Minneapolis. So again, if, if they can string out a couple of games and get you know get the get feeling good about themselves again, that's going to snowball for them because then in the back of their minds they go, okay, the core goes, okay, we've done this, we know we can do this, and then the young guys get carried along with that wave. The new the guys who haven't been around for the championships they get carried along with that. They have to find a way to string some wins together to get that feeling going. And then the other part, guys, is that they're incredibly fortunate that this year there's like six other teams in the same boat. There's six other teams right there in the middle of the Western Conference going, if we can string together a couple of wins, <laughs> you know, right. we can do this, right? right. And so so they, they, they still have this chance. It's still right there on the table for them to get out of the play-in bracket and, and really – there's still a chance for them to get home court in the first round, which is amazing. Yeah, it's remarkable. You've got three games separating 10 teams in the West from four all the way down to 13. Tim, what what are you seeing from Andrew Wiggins? Is he still coming off of the non-COVID illness and the adductor strain? To what would you... Um, I guess blame his largesse so far. Um, I just think I, I think it's it's rusty, and I think it's a brand new thing for him. You know, you go back and look at his career; he's been one of the more durable players in in the league during his stretch. Um, and so, so I, I just think it's a brand new deal for him. And I think when you see that, we saw a little bit with Clay when he first came back. I think he pressed a little bit early on, and I think the the I think the sickness more than the adductor strain really got him out of rhythm. Just got him, you know. When you know, at least with when you're uh, you're rehabbing, you're doing something. When you're sick, you're sick, and there's really not much you can do as far as getting yourself back. So I, I think 
I, I think he's going to be okay. I think, in fact, the, the last three games that he's played, he's shown signs of starting to look like Andrew Wiggins again. We saw him get to the get to the paint, get that little flip hook he has, which I think is is really a weapon for him, and I think it's really it's a, a go to shot for him. Uh, he hit a three to start the game last night. I I think he's coming. It's just been a little slow for him because I think it's a brand new process. I don't think he's been in this kind of water before. Uh, home cooking tomorrow night. Uh, get uh, get everything back on uh, on track, and and so a uh, little home cooking for you, Tim. Thanks for hopping on. We look forward to that one. Always a pleasure, guys. And and I know that you have you know with the Niners quarterback situation, yeah. the Super Bowl coming up. You guys have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I I mean, just, so, yeah. anything you want to say about the 49er quarterback situation, Tim? Oh, Is there man, anything, uh, it's just like the way in or yeah, boy. You know, it's it's uh, you know you could be in a real problem or you could be going to camp with an embarrassment of riches. It's it's one or the other. I think so. I think this it's it's a great story though. It's a great story because you know they you know Brock Purdy is is one. You know, one game away from the Cinderella story, and and he basically showed that he can manage this team, and that that gives them another thing to think about as they head toward next year. Unfortunately, oh. at that position, it's been a bit of a hospitalization sensation. To oh, yes. he beat me to it. I was going to say, go. in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of sports media, it's a salivation sensation. Uh, it's kind of what I was going to go with. Uh, uh, which one did you like better, Tim? Uh, I don't know. The salivation sensations get kind of it kind of borders on the gross side. Yeah, so thank I think you. I have to thank go you. with. Yeah, yeah. I've been told that it, before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go, uh, go go treat myself with my Nelly pot just to give you another gross thing. Oh, oh nice. yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, thank you, Tim. Good to have you always. All right, guys. See you. All right, okay. Those see you Nelly later. pots, they work. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.